About a week ago, the Federal Bureau of Investigation came out with a warning along with the Department of Homeland Security on foreign government's possible intervention and uh, activities in the upcoming midterm elections, as well as other activities that are going on within American society that may be a prelude to military action elsewhere around the world. In this particular case, this would be the People's Republic of China, its Communist Party, and, of course, its State Security Bureau, which directly has monitoring and responsibility and control over the establishment of foreign police service offices throughout the world. You have to understand that there is, within Chinese law, specific requirements for anyone who has Chinese citizenship. And remember, dual nationality is not allowed in China. You can't be a dual national and be Chinese. If you have Chinese citizenship, they will give you a waiver to maintain your foreign passport. But on the clear understanding that whatever business you engage in, whatever activities you are a part of, you must be ready and willing as any citizen of China to serve the party. Remember, not the country. Not the country. Not the country. This would be like the Democratic Party saying, you have to serve the Democratic Party or else. You know, kind of one of those things. Um, or for the same matter, y'all got to you know, be Republican or die, you know, <laughs> yeah, you get shit, yeah, well, I mean, that is the type of thing that is basically being put out in this particular instance, so you have to remember that, you have to look at that, that the People's Republic of China has certain requirements, now, if you know somebody, a businessman or whatever, who is from the PRC and still owns property, in that country, well, you better be suspect of their activities because if their property is inside mainland China and it is not a condominium, it actually is land that they own, there is a high probability that that person is a Chinese citizen because land restrictions and purchases limit foreigners to very specific, usually extremely high-end leases on residential property within specific zones and areas that are tightly controlled if you're a foreign citizen. And more importantly, if you're viewed by the Chinese government as a Chinese national or citizen, they don't care what other paperwork you may have. You can show up in China on an American passport if you are an ethnic Chinese, meaning you are a Chinese American. You decide to go home and see the old folks, you know, see your, your great grandparents or your aunts and uncles who live in China and suddenly find out you got problems. You suddenly have to deal with uh, with issues, uh, legal issues, which include things like military service conscription, which you didn't know you had to serve because in the eyes of the Chinese government, you're still one of their citizens. So this is what is an issue with these Chinese police service stations. We have one here in New York City. It's near the traditional Chinatown in Canal Street. But people tell me in the ethnic Chinese community that is New York City's Flushing District here in Queens, where I live, that there are sub-offices there. And in fact, these very same groups exist there. Now, the Taiwanese apparently set up something similar some years ago, but those are basically informal groups 
which are basically trade office related activities. And they do have some police related activities for community policing, but that has nothing to do with what these offices are set up by the Chinese. Now, Newsweek had an article out, believe it or not, Newsweek, which is basically, well, not what it used to be. It's not that original Newsweek that, that, that we all were fond and remember from, from decades ago. It's a very different thing now. And, uh, you know, we can listen to this uh, article from uh, the reader that they have for people like me who are blind. And I'm going to play just a little bit of it so you can understand exactly what is going on as far as what exactly does all of this mean with China having police stations in New York City, three in Toronto, Canada, whoa, and many more throughout the world. It is a pilot program. But let's find out how the Fuzhou and Qingtian counties and coastal Fujian and uh, Zhenjiang provinces respectively have established 54 overseas police service centers across five continents and 25 cities. Just a quick word from our sponsor. Jamie's Log, Progressive, the Harrington's Backyard, Day 4, 2.18 a.m. I've been camping outside the Harrington house for four days now, proving that Progressive has 24-7 protection. Mr. Harrington says I don't need to do this, since Progressive protects 24-7 is a pretty easy concept to grasp, but I'm going to stay and prove my point. Besides, there's a big tree branch over the roof, and I think it's planning something. Progressive doesn't just offer a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, just not literally from Jamie. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms bundle discount not available in all states or situations. China has opened up secret police stations in these countries. Beijing's law enforcement tactics beyond its borders are under scrutiny after a report revealed dozens of cities, including New York, were hosting Chinese overseas police stations. A pilot program run by the public security bureaus of Fuzhou and Xintian counties of coastal Fujian and Zhejiang provinces, respectively, had established 54 overseas police service centers across five continents, 25 cities, and 21 countries as of June 21st. According to Spain-based NGO Safeguard Defenders, the overseas service stations were created in the name of combating transnational crime, especially telecommunications fraud, which has already seen the arrest of a large number of Chinese nationals living abroad. Their stated tasks also include the provision of administrative services, such as the renewal of Chinese driver's licenses, the report said. Safeguard Defenders said China's policing tactics were problematic as they targeted suspects without firmly establishing links to crime or adhering to due process in host countries, chiefly by coercing the family members of alleged fugitives as a means to persuade them to return on their own. Between April 2021 and July 2022, Chinese authorities arrested 230,000 suspects this way, the majority from Southeast Asia, the NGO said. In the United States, the report's open source data indicated one such service center in New York City in Canada, three were established in Toronto. In South America, there was one each in Quito and Guayaquil, Ecuador, Rio de Janeiro and Sao Paulo, Brazil, Buenos Aires, Argentina, and Viña del Mar, Chile. Most of the Chinese overseas police stations were located in Europe, including nine in Spain, the most of any country on the list, three in Madrid, three in Barcelona, two in Valencia, and one in Santiago de Compostela. Italy was hosting the second most stations in Europe with four were Milan, Florence, and Prado. In France, three service centers were operating out of Paris. 
Portugal also hosted one each in Porto, Lisbon, and Madeira. In the United Kingdom, the report found two in London and one in Glasgow. The Netherlands was hosting two such centers in Amsterdam and Rotterdam, respectively, while the Czech Republic had two in Prague. Budapest, Hungary also had two, one for each of the Fujo and Xintian police bureaus, a common phenomenon across Europe. European countries each hosting only one Chinese police station included Dublin, Ireland, Bratislava, Slovakia, Frankfurt, Germany, Athens, Greece, Stockholm, Sweden, Vienna, Austria, Odessa, Ukraine, and Belgrade, Serbia. In Africa, Benin City, Nigeria, Mazaru, Lesotho, and Dar es Salaam, Tanzania, each hosted one. In Asia, at least one police center was operating out of Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, Sirdaryo, Uzbekistan, Bandarseri Begawan, Brunei, Tokyo, Japan, and Phnom Penh, Cambodia. Safeguard Defender September report 110 overseas said the open source figures represented a partial list of activities linked only to the two police bureaus and that there were likely many more associated with the police of other major Chinese cities. The overseas stations are often embedded in overseas Chinese community associations. The report said the number 110 dials the police in China. A more concerning factor of Chinese police operations on foreign soil, however, is Beijing's targeting of political dissenters and others likely to be subject to persecution once persuaded to return home, said the NGO. Persuasion to return allows the authorities to skip judicial protocols such as protecting the target's right to a fair trial, it said. These operations eschew official bilateral police and judicial cooperation and violate the international rule of law and may violate the territorial integrity of third countries involved in setting up a parallel policing mechanism using illegal methods, the report said. Abandoning any pretext of due process or the consideration of suspects' innocence until proven guilty, targeting suspects' children and relatives in China as guilty by association or collateral damage, and using threats and intimidation to target suspects abroad is now itself becoming an endemic problem. It said, whether the targets are dissidents, corrupt officials, or low-level criminals, the problem remains the same. The use of irregular methods, often combining carrots with sticks, against the targeted individual or their family members in China undermines any due process and the most basic rights of suspects. Safeguard defenders concluded, earlier in October, Spanish newspaper El Correo corroborated some of the NGO's concerns when it quoted an unnamed Chinese diplomat as saying, the bilateral treaties are very cumbersome and Europe is reluctant to extradite to China. I don't see what is wrong with pressuring criminals to face justice. In January, in response to another Safeguard Defenders report, the Chinese Foreign Ministry said, China's judicial and law enforcement authorities strictly abide by international rules, fully respect the judicial sovereignty of other countries. A spokesperson said the NGO's findings were rife with speculation and lies. A group of House Republicans expressed their grave concern over the report in a letter dated October 7th and addressed it to Secretary of State Antony Blinken and Attorney General Merrick Garland. It is deeply troubling that the Chinese government could use these service stations as its long-arm policing abroad, they said. The service center's course purported Chinese fugitives abroad to return to China to face legal proceedings, the letter read. By doing so, China avoids scrutiny on its human rights record in relation to repatriating alleged fugitives overseas by eschewing formal international cooperation mechanisms. On the New York City branch in particular, the congressman requested response to questions, including whether the Departments of State or Justice had approved the police presence. There should be no room for the Chinese government to exercise extraterritorial law enforcement unilaterally on U.S. soil, they said. The State Department and the Office of New York City Mayor Eric Adams didn't return Newsweek's request for comment before publication.
So what does that police station mean to those people who live near it in Queens? Well, actually, there isn't one in Queens. It's in Manhattan and the older Chinatown on Canal Street, which is actually now kind of a micro Chinatown compared to the one that's here in Flushing, which is the largest one in the United States. There are over 700,000 Chinese-born residents of New York City. And uh, these are people who were actually born in the People's Republic of China, Hong Kong, Macau, or other areas such as Taiwan, where there is a very large ethnic Chinese population in this city. In fact, it is now the largest Chinatown, as some people call it, in uh, North America. And this, of course, is in Main Street in the part of Queens I am in, in Flushing. It would be unthinkable that if the Chinese were going to put up a police district serviced by CCP trained police officers, that it would be able to exist in New York City without the knowledge of someone at NYPD. It would be impossible, unthinkable even, that Queen's Congresswoman, Grace Meng, who is known as one of the favorites of the CCP, particularly she has more airtime on CGTM, the China television network, than say Nancy Pelosi or President Biden. She is very popular with the Chinese Communist Party-controlled state media, such as the China Daily and other major People's Daily news articles quote from her extensively. In fact, by their standards, she's one of the most vocal members of Congress. The rest of us in the United States, she's like, who? Ah, who that? You, You talk to people in this neighborhood where I'm in Corona, most people don't even know she exists except for those in the Chinese community, some of whom put her picture up in the shops. When I ask them why, they say, well, so the Tongs won't ask for too much money. Yeah, that's the reality of it. Yes, the Tongs exist. Yes, the criminal enterprises exist. Yes, indeed, the shakedowns exist. Let's listen to uh, Tom Smitch. He discusses it at a recent candidate forum that was snubbed by 6th District Congresswoman Grace Meng, who refuses to take up any issue that may be upsetting to the People's Republic of China. In fact, she wants to make it a law to criticize anything Chinese as being illegal, that no one has any right to criticize it. Well, my dad was born in China. He was born in Shanghai. And the China he knew allowed people to speak freely. This China, this communist abomination, exists only for one purpose, and that is to control the world, and to bring it under the fold of, well, the kingdoms of heaven. It's not even really communist, it's probably one of the most corrupt organizations in the world that disguises itself under a totalitarian form of government that calls itself a communist-run state, but is actually extremely capitalistic. But they don't want you to get rich in China. Of the 70 billionaires there, 17 have committed suicide. 14 have been arrested by government and incarcerated and executed. And 15 have been murdered. That's the state of things in China. That's why these police stations existing here are anything but for keeping the peace. They're here to establish control. Here's Tom's mention. 
everybody. Okay? And also me, I'm running on the Republican line, the conservative line, and the medical freedom line, because we have been out there for the last two and a half years with the medical freedom party. Okay, the Medical Freedom Alliance, which is everyone you can consider American, Democrat, Independent, Republican, everything, fighting this system, what happened with COVID, and have we all had enough of this trial run of tyranny and communism? I think we have, okay? I think we have. Okay? We have here in the United States a thing called the Constitution. And no one, if I am elected, and what we've been fighting, is going to tell me what to do with my body that I am mandating. Mandating for school, work, anything. It is nobody's damn business what my medical history is. And none of yours either. Or the government. To get a job, to get to go in a store, to show an ID, passports. Are they out of their mind? What is this? What is this? Communist China? Well, guess what? My opponent seems to be very familiar with Communist China. Okay? Very, very... No, she didn't. She was born here in America, but she doesn't speak Chinese. Okay? But she appeases the CCP, the Communist Party of China. Okay? Because we have documentation that a lot of things that she's involved in she, nobody knows. She's quiet. She doesn't say nothing. Think about this. You've heard, you've heard now that the Communist Party has opened a police station here in New York City. A, a foreign government opening a police station to monitor the citizens coming from their country and put pressure on them, and maybe they're shaking them down. What is it, like organized crime? And no Democrats or anyone has said anything about it. Who's funding it? Where is the money coming for this? This is why I need to go to Washington. Okay, because we're going to find out what the hell is going on down there. And that's the latest for me for now. God bless you. God bless these United States. God bless each and every one of us. Remember, starting Saturday, if you live in New York City, and that, of course, is Saturday the 20th, oh, 30th, what is it? So today is that day, so 28, 29, Saturday the 29th, <laughs> or the 30th, I don't know which one to say it. But, uh, yeah, uh, if you are registered to vote, you can already vote for early voting. Please check with uh, your online uh, voter registration information with the state election board in the city of New York or the state of New York, depending on whether you live in the city or just outside it or whatever. Early voting is already beginning on the next coming Saturday. So let's do our part and let's go with our heart and our heads. And remember, life is guaranteed in our constitution. Life is the most important thing. So remember, life, liberty, happiness. That's what America is all about. God blesses each and every one. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful night. Have a wonderful time. Except for the Democrats who I hope lose.
cite in your article, China's Xi Jinping grabs more power, pushing Asia closer to war, Gordon Xi Chang. And you write this, a messianic ruler, already considered the world's most influential figure, is about to get absolute power over the planet's most populous state. Chances are Chinese President Xi will lead China into war. And that's a very big statement. You know much more about it than almost anyone on this planet. What is he about to do? Didn't he also say that he's going to move on to Taiwan? I read they, Bloomberg, Blinken says China wants to seize Taiwan on much faster timeline. Why is Blinken saying that? I think um, the Secretary of State is saying that because there's an apparent lack of urgency in the Biden administration. And it's not just in the White House. It's also in the Pentagon, senior civilian officials, but also the three and four stars. Um, you know, when they talk about war with China, they say, well, if it occurs, it'll be in the 2027, 2035 timeframe. Oh. And because of that perception, mm. they are now taking, uh, they want to um, retire planes and ships to pay for the modernization of the future force. But by doing that, they're weakening, weakening us now. Mm. And now is the time, I think, of maximum danger with the, uh, China. If we can get through the next three or four years, I think we'll be in okay shape. But the Pentagon, I think, is just doing things which, to me, um, are exceedingly dangerous. I agree with you. Uh, they're more concerned with white supremacists in the imaginary hills of Montana than they are with, uh, with China. You write what happens next will be remembered for generations. Chances are Chinese President Xi... Jinping will lead China into war. Uh, do you believe that will be sooner rather than later? And do you think they will move on Taiwan? I actually think that they will move on Taiwan. Um, we don't know what's in Xi Jinping's mind. And the Chinese political system has become less transparent, especially over the last three or four years. But there are certain things that tip the balance in my mind. Um, one of them is that Xi Jinping has made it a test of his own legitimacy that China absorbs Taiwan during the period of his rule. He has said ominously, and I think this is like 2019 or so, that the problem, and he calls it a problem of Taiwan, cannot be passed down from generation to generation. Oh, my God. And he talks about it um, occurring in the new era. Now, new era is a phrase that he started using in, I think it was November of last year, and that is really meant to um, denote, uh, to, to signify the period of his rule. So that's one thing. But the other thing is, regardless of intention, we know that he's implementing the biggest military buildup since the Second World War. But more ominously, Michael, he is getting the Chinese um, civilians and people ready for mm. war and doing that in a number of different ways. That's what makes it, in my mind, that he's going to move. At the same time that we have a growing muscular China, a growing muscular China, military in particular, a more militant leader in China, more militant than I've seen in my lifetime since, I would say, the 1950s. We have, from my point of view, I've said it before, a clearly senile president who's more concerned with issues that have nothing to do with military readiness, such as trans rights, things like that. China obviously reads and watches American publications, the every country does that for every other country how do they perceive the american government in terms of this obsession with 
white supremacism and transgender rights. Do they see this at all? Well, they certainly do. And at least with regard to race, um, they have been promoting critical race theory through their propaganda. Wait, wait. The, the, Chinese, the Chinese government? And Communist Party. Um, yes, they do. I don't think they've weighed in on transgender, but they certainly weighed in on critical race theory. And they never miss an opportunity to criticize the United States as a racist society. Oh. So this is something that they play on, and they work this very oh. hard, Michael. They're fanning the flames, in other words, to create discord within this country. Absolutely. You, you nailed it. I'm trying, to, I mean, I'm trying to put this in context. I'm trying to think this through. Obviously, if I were a strategic planner for communist China, that's how I would think. It's an old, it's an old strategy of China, which is take the enemy down from within. You, you, know, you don't yes. have to be a genius to understand that you can bring an enemy down without firing a shot. And that's the latest for me for now. God bless you. God bless these United States. God bless each and every one of us. Remember, starting Saturday, if you live in New York City, and that, of course, is Saturday the 20th. 30th. What is it? So today is that day. So 28, 29. Saturday the 29th? <laughs> or the 30th. I don't know what you can say. But, uh... Yeah, uh, if you are registered to vote, you can already vote in early voting. Please check with uh, your online uh, voter registration information with the State Election Board in the City of New York, or the State of New York, depending on whether you live in the city or just outside it or whatever. Early voting is already beginning on the next coming Saturday. So let's do our part, and let's vote with our heart in our heads. And remember, life is guaranteed in our Constitution. Life is the most important thing. So remember, life, liberty, happiness. That's what America is all about. God blesses each and every one. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful night. Have a wonderful time. Except for the Democrats who I hope lose. Thank you.